Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia everyone, and welcome to a very... Bitter. I was going to say bittersweet and I couldn't Just purely bitter. If you want to listen to a bitter podcast, stay tuned because that's what this is going to be. I love, I just couldn't even bring myself to say sweet. A very bittersweet podcast. Um, episode of Culture Vulture, your bona fide what love? Favourite podcast. Favourite pop culture podcast. Maybe favourite podcast yeah. now that there's a new host. <laughs> well, they don't know that yet, but they're that's about true. to meet her. So everyone, this is Liv's final culture vulture episode love how we feeling oh i'm feeling a bit emotional same. i think i just started getting no, tears no, in my eyes um, but i think we've just i mean to break the fourth wall yeah. a little bit we've just had a little like i guess kind of interview but very chill very casual with the new host laura um and i think just seeing the chemistry and she's so great and yeah. so like easy to talk to and so funny I just feel like it's gonna be such a cool new era for Culture Vulture and I can't wait to listen in and like be part of it as more of an audience member and I think that you guys are gonna fucking love it yeah I I think you're all gonna love it and it was a prerequisite that the new host's name had to start with L yeah so we've had Laura, Liv and Luce but Liv we have like 15 minutes to basically wrap up, what, over 100 episodes? Oh my god, yeah, I think there is over 100 episodes. We've done a fucking shitload. I mean, I wonder how many there is with um, the Love Island podcast no, as well. But. I know, but we're not going to go and waste our time counting them all up for you. Just no. trust us that there have been heaps. Love, let's start how we always start with what describes your week. Oh, what describes my week is absolutely just chaos like chaotic packing chaotic saying goodbye to people chaotic shit just on my mind I feel like my whole life is wrapping up like literally every section of it I just got goosebumps like yeah thinking about about your life wrapping up it's just like my life is wrapping up like what a way (laughs) my life's wrapping up my life is wrapping up I'm not gonna carry on that sentence you know where that was gonna go but my life in New Zealand is wrapping up I'm going home tomorrow well I'm making my way home tomorrow with a quick stop off um to go see my parents I come back for a few days and then Lucy Ruby and I fly off to Sydney together of course of we course. have to do it together <laughs> we just can't let each we other go prolong everything. <laughs> so we're going on holiday in Sydney together we're gonna help Ruby move into a new flat which is really really exciting I think that is such a buffer for me yes and I'm so happy that my goodbyes are staggered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just chaos. And wrapping up. Oh, like yesterday I had to go back to my flat for an hour to like scrub the walls oh. and the skirting boards. And then I've just got this huge pile of shit that hasn't sold from Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, how am I going to pull this off? But I think it'll be but fine. you will, because you have to. Well, that's kind mm. of the same as mine. Mine was a literal whirlwind. Because in amongst Liv's chaos 
we had a cyclone. Yeah. Like, yes. So that's the other thing. It's like barely being able to leave the house. It's yes. fucking Cyclone Gabriella. Yeah, there's been literally a cyclone. So mine has been a whirlwind because we've just been trying to wrap everything up with Liv and introducing you to new people and just it's just been a whirlwind. So and, and Liv and I were actually saying before we got on the mic, we're like, most of our what describes our weeks has turned into just weather chat or car chat. Yeah, that's oh. it. That's all that goes on in our lives. But yeah, the cyclone's been hectic. The cyclone's been, it's been a lot, everyone. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. But we thought we would just, for our last ep, before we introduce you to Laura, maybe go through some of our, well, maybe some of your favourite either Cisco moments or Culture Vulture moments. We tripped down memory lane. So what have, what have you got? What do you like about okay. these five years? Or I sort of started off in chronological order because I think the early days of Cisco were actually kind of my favourite. Yeah. Like, I mean, I fucking love it now obviously in the office and like actually working and getting paid (laughs) that is great but the the starting of a new project with your friends and like with all of this potential for it to become a job which we didn't even realize at the time but like we kind of were like yeah this could become something cool um so like our first ever articles that we wrote I think that was so so cute so brave so brave we started off this thing as a blog um and it was in our last year of uni and I wrote about like seasonal depression yeah (laughs) and and like um procrastination procrastination and like like, all of these kind of like psychological things that I was interested in and I just remember being at uni and writing one of these articles and then my friend that was in my course was looking over at me and she's like do you have to do that on top of your uni work like do you have to do that and I'm like no I want to do this like this is fun for me and I just remember like people around uni being like hey I read your article like it's so cute and like Liv designed us because we took it like incredibly seriously from the start Mm. but it was still fun we soft launched it we soft launched it we like Designed a blog and a website and stuff. Liv made us posters that we literally went into uni undercover at night one night and got all our friends to help us put them on the back of all these yeah, toilet stools. Yeah, that was pretty stools. cute. And then my second favourite thing was the tote bags. We made oh. tote bags. And then just um, you and I going around and taking photos of them, I think was so wholesome and cute. And they raised the money for our first ever podcast, Mike. That's yeah. why we did them. Yeah, absolutely. Moving into the office for the first time was such a... A wild moment. I think just before that, Lucy had come to stay with me in Wellington, where I was living at the time, and she'd worked at the spin-off for a while, and she kind of like taken in how it all works, yes. and then came down and was like, "Okay, so the editor does this, and the journalist, <laughs> the do commercial this, and team, the commercial this. team does this," and I was sat there like not knowing anything about the real world or business or journalism or media and I was just sat there like oh my god my best friend is a genius and we're going to fucking come out on top here but um it was that was so fun we sat down with a huge piece of paper and had a huge brainstorm about like the next few years of Cisco and we didn't really know what it was gonna be it was still like people giving us advice it wasn't working yeah I'd literally been at the spin-off for two months and then I left and Liv was like don't worry that you left. Like the thing that you learned that is going to help you is how the how it all works, which yeah. has been oh what has helped. It has helped, and I just remember that time period where I was living there. You were in Blenheim, but then you were flying up to Auckland all the time to go and talk to these like head honchos <laughs> of these huge like media publications, and I was just on the phone to you, and like. What the, what the fuck? fuck? And you're like, yeah. So like tax and like <laughs> no. this and that and the payroll and like. 
all of this shit that just went so over my head. Oh, and I'd just come out of like a deep depression yeah. environment, but just being straight up like, I don't want to be here anymore. To like talking to a fucking boardroom of people yeah. about how you should run a media company. Genuinely. So I think I was just so relieved that you were like <laughs> feeling good. Do you know what I mean? And like, this was like, but it just went from zero to a hundred. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And do you remember we recorded one of my favorite podcasts we've ever recorded in that weekend, hugely echoey, just in your kitchen, and it was is TikTok helping or hurting the music industry? Yes. And I explained to you Olivia Rodrigo before she was the Olivia Rodrigo. I didn't know who now. Olivia Rodrigo was. I mean, that's not a surprise. I don't know who anyone fucking <laughs> oh, is. It was, but when you started mentioning, it was like probably the first time you mentioned. I'm never on TikTok, and then for a while it was like every episode. Every episode, look. I'm not on TikTok personally. I know you know this, but I'm not on TikTok. But I just remember being that being one of our like most listened to at the time and one of my favorite episodes. I don't even mm. know why. It was just really fun. It was really, really fun. It was great. Was that our first ever Culture Vulture episode? No, I think it might have been even in the shit show. Oh. We might have put it in the shit show and then moved it over to Culture Vulture. Yeah, that's right. But I think Olivia Rodrigo interpolation might, might have been our first well, ever Culture Vulture episode. But Culture Vulture was Love Island. Oh, yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, com- coming in post, after it. Or was it White Lotus? I think it was Olivia Rodrigo. So she's been a real, like, and milestone I have us. that written down as my second favourite episode. Well, another one of my favourite episodes as well was figuring out what interpolation is using Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah, love that. Um, also, yeah, Love Island podcast I put in there. That was so fun. It was, like, the first time being in a proper studio. Yes. Which was really exciting. The first time getting paid for doing podcasting which was fucking cool. And I loved doing it with the three of us. I know. The band, which you've heard all about. The band. That's been amazing. Yeah. The Voyager Awards when I fucking puked over my the side of my bed. <laughs> yeah, but like we got fucking, we went to the Voyagers. That's actually, that's a moment in history. Yeah, but. I think, yeah, just like going to all of these award things and like these random, like and random celebrity interviews and stuff. And I think like, Yes, they were cool, but they weren't the highlights no. of this job. No. And I think that's a highlight in itself is, like, you think you want all of this shit. You think you want to, like, interview the celebrities, whatever. But, like, for me personally, it's actually just not. Like, no. it's it's awesome. But it's not why you do it. No, it's not why no. I do it. So that was really cool. But, yeah, I mean, there's so many more things. There's so many. I, I just quickly, I think some more of my favorite episodes that we've done together was separating the art and the artist. Mm-hmm. And we had to do that twice because I was so hungover and, like, we weren't really making and much sense. I was not making any sense. And then it turned into be, like, it turned into a really good episode. And I was like, man, I'm proud of this one. And then our Taylor Swift and our Yay series. Yes, those ones. Also the... Johnny and Amber Heard trial I think I felt like it was really important like at the time because there was so much negative discourse on social media I know but yeah I think it's like our more complicated topics have always been the most um rewarding for us which which is cool hot take like the, the harder you try to do something like the more rewarding it is but just as a little teaser this is the last you'll hear of live on culture vulture but we do have a special podcast that's coming soon that we have pre-recorded for you all. So you will get to hear more of Liv, even though it'll be sort of Liv from the past talking it will be, to you. It will be Liv from the past before she's wrapped up her life. Before she's wrapped up her life. And we're hoping to give you updates on where Liv is, what she's up to. We won't dox you, but we want to yeah. like fill people in on on what you're doing. We will all want to hear it. 
You've been the best co-host oh, that like we could ever ask it's for. It's been fucking amazing. It's I think podcasting's been a real challenge for me. Like personally, just talking like in this capacity, I don't think it comes that naturally. But I'm so proud of myself for doing yes. it. Yes, um, and doing it with you. It's been the dream. It's been the fucking dream. It's been fucking cool. I'm gonna run a little well say little voice notes to send in and you'll definitely keep up with what I'm doing. So that's really fun. And you'll hear it in the newsletter even if she doesn't know that it's going in there. Like that time I talked about your bladder infection. Anyway, now you all get to meet Laura who's gorgeous. She's lovely. She lives in London. You've all met her before and we can't wait to keep doing this with her. Bye everyone. Bye. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So everyone, as we mentioned, we have a brand new co-host, obviously, because Liv is disgustingly leaving us to go and live her disgustingly new gorgeous life where she gets to go and do her big OE. But we have London Laura, who you all know from the newsletter, and a few of you have been guessing um, who's going to sort of take over Liv from Culture Vulture. And you did guess right. You did guess that it would be Laura. She is joining us right now for for some quick speed dating, just so you can get to know her a little bit before her first proper episode, which is going to be in a few weeks' time. This is almost like the handover, which is very fun. And ironically, I'm going to be living so much closer to Laura than I am to you, Luz. So. Oh. That's so true. So Laura is, and you're going to meet her in one second, she's a Kiwi, right? Or, Laura, where were you born? I feel like I'm hiding behind a curtain, but I'm actually here. (laughs) Um, Hi. I was born here in the UK, but I left when I was like in primary school. So I don't know who I am. We're on a process of discovering (laughs) that. We're figuring it out. That's fantastic. I'm doing the exact same thing, so we're in it together. Exactly. So Laura was born in the UK... Then came to New Zealand, which is where we met, which you'll find out soon. Or there might have been some things in between. I don't know her whole... There was literally <laughs> nothing in between. <laughs> nothing in between. And then, yeah, now now Liv's leaving New Zealand to go and live really close to Laura. I didn't actually even think about that. I know. I... You two should be doing culture vulture and I should be dipping. Right. Now we want to introduce the audience to you a little bit. But we thought we should start with how we how we kind of met so Laura works in the music industry in New Zealand. Oh, she worked in the music industry in New Zealand um, and now does similar things, but in London. And we met up, we met up, it was during a season of Love Island, is what I remember. Like, that's how our lives are broken up. Oh, 100%. It was during some season of Love Island. On season and off season. <laughs> yeah, it was during the on season. And we went and got a coffee together because mutual friends had said that we would all get along and mutual friends were correct because we did get along incredibly well. Laura, do you remember we just got real deep into like personality tests. Attachment theory. Yeah, we basically learnt how 
Laura operates. Like, we learned her attachment style before we even knew her last name. <laughs> that is so true. We actually did. I honestly think I came in and I was just like, so what is your childhood wound? Like, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And that's why we got along so well. And that's why, spoiler alert, down the road, once we, we knew Laura a bit more, we were like, she's kind of perfect for culture vulture because you work in this industry, which is like pop culture to a T, but then also... You just cared deeply about the psychology of people and Love Islanders and attachment styles, which is like what Liv brings in a huge way to Culture Vulture. So um, not that you need to replace her. You need to be yourself. But yeah, You I need to be yourself, so you better figure that out pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anyone could replace Liv. And I think, honestly, that day, I think of it as the day that you proposed to me personally. <laughs> We were out on Karangahape Road having some pasta and I think going to a work lunch that we kept making excuses as to why we really needed to go to them with each other. Yes. And Liv, I remember you had got lost again, which I feel like happened every time we went for lunch and you were driving. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. The first time we ever caught up, Liv couldn't, it was right by our office and for some reason Liv couldn't get a park or Liv got lost or something and me and Laura were sitting there like hi nice to meet you and I said oh just lives just no and then the second time I got lost to go to the bathroom no you actually I kept coming back up and being like like you guys are pointing in a direction I can't see the bathroom can someone please take me there yeah because you had your shirt on inside out (laughs) oh my god that's amazing I did what the fuck was I up to in this lunch so (sighs) so this next this this lunch where we proposed to Laura was maybe like a year after knowing you. And we'd had pasta. And do you remember we had, you ordered us a limoncello? And I, I forced everyone to have limoncello and I think you actually almost spat it in my face. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I expected it to be like lemonade, which is just stupid. And I drank it, I remember being like, yuck. But then we all got like a little bit wine drunk and had a bit of pasta. And I think you went to the toilet or something and I was just like to live... She needs to be the new culture vulture. Host. Yeah, it was very much like. Well, it wasn't on the spot. We'd definitely been kind of Trying thinking to. about options, and I know you'd really been thinking about it. And yeah, but then when you did go to the bathroom, and Lucy was like, "I think Laura is the next culture vulture host," and I was just like, "Yes, she <laughs> is. Like, fuck yes, that is so true. It's meant to be." And this must have been like six months or a year before you even yeah. left. Yeah. Like we were trying to find Liv's replacement for so well, not trying to find, but like we had to find the right person. And then I remember just after that lunch being like, what the fuck? She's right here. And she's moving to London. So yeah. I know. I can't believe it. I definitely felt like it was an impulsive wine drunk decision. It was not but- impulsive. <laughs> it was like, you know, when something's right, you got to lock it down. <laughs> he got a lot of and that's the, where the proposal came from So, and it was a beautiful proposal the sun was shining I remember strolling down the road and feeling like the main character <laughs> in my own sitcom because all my dreams had come true in one morning I think I got like I got told I had a job in London that morning as well because yeah. I remember telling you I have got some news yeah. and then you told me that and I just thought what's about to happen life can't be this good and then cue five months of no gas and my <laughs> oh, yeah. London experience <laughs> 
if you've been reading the newsletter, you probably know, well, I hope you know, I hope you've read Laura's segments where she's basically written, she's written some beautiful things like about your chosen family and about, you know, what it's like to be with your partner in this whole new experience moving overseas together. But then she's also written about the trials and tribulations of the London, not even energy crisis, just London flatting no gas. I think it's just a personal crisis. <laughs> I think it's just my crisis. Well, there was a fire as well. There was a fire. We had we finally got gas after five months of essentially like, yeah, cold showers or like a kettle shower, which started off really cute, which I think I wrote about, and then very slowly turned into just like me hating Rupert, who I live with here. Um, and then we finally... <laughs> <laughs> this guy that I moved in with, like, who the fuck is he? Still not used to saying a husband, also. She's married, everyone. And then, also, we basically, Christmas Day, a Christmas miracle, we find out we're finally going to get gas in this apartment. And then, I think it was New Year's Day, there was a fire in our building. No, And it's stop. just been thing <sighs> after thing, but also extremely grateful to have this flat. And, you know, there's yeah. a lot going on. But, yeah, I didn't... On that beautiful day on Karangahape Road, I did not foresee this in all of it. <laughs> did not foresee this. No. So fast forward to me shoving a huge podcast mic into Laura's um, mailbox and just praying it was the right mailbox. And so how many how many bits of luggage could you take on the move? We Laura? literally moved here and we could take one suitcase each of everything like we sold everything we own and then cue me one week before we're leaving saying i'm really sorry but at least a quarter of the suitcase has to be taken up with this huge fuck off mic like we could have just given you some money to buy a mic over in the uk it's not like there's a blue yeti shortage over there <laughs> literally but we gave her this podcast mic maybe it was symbolic of being like you can't back out of this. I think it was, but that's hilarious. I honestly think it genuinely was because the thought of you asking me to do a podcast when I've never done a podcast before (laughs) and it was just like, you know what? You've got to take this microphone and you've got to step up. And here we are today. It came out from underneath the bed (laughs) where it's been living for six months. No, it's just the idea of you being able to take one suitcase and you guys should see how big, like, these mics are when they're in their box. Oh, they're a big fuck off mic. <laughs> big mic. They're like the size of a laptop, but like I think I deeper. literally have a message from you where you're like, don't worry, it's not even that big. It was squeezed right no, in. <laughs> because you didn't take it out. This is such mundane shit for the audience, but it's kind of like, I kind of love it. You didn't take it out of its box because it had like all this polystyrene and shit around it. If you took it out, you know, it nestles within your underwear and shit quite easily. We travel with them all the time. But in the box... We travel to Blenheim with them all the time, <laughs> not to the fucking UK. Well, they stay the same size wherever you're going. <laughs> yeah, but Laura... We appreciate you bringing oh. the mic, and we appreciate the jump scare that you got this morning when you opened your garage band and there was a song oh, that no, you, you have to tell us about this. No, we don't have to bring this up. No, we don't. No, but it's good because Lucy and Liv have been talking. Why did I just do that in third person? <laughs> Liv and I have been talking about being in this band for like every episode, so people know that we sing, but now it's nice for them to know that you also sing. I can't. So I opened GarageBand, I think, for the first time in... I think it must have been since 2014. And the first thing that pops up 
is an original song <laughs> with like drums, a string section, like BVs. <laughs> and I honestly, I couldn't actually bring myself to play it. Like no. I just deleted it straight away. No, honestly, no. it's so, it's so bad. But I it's, think it's a nice glimpse, you know? No, <laughs> now we're here. A, a bit nostalgic. Because Liv and I used to do that all the time. Oh. Like we would record onto our, I think it was my dad's iPad. We'd make strings. We'd put in a little drum beat. We'd spend like eight like, hours of the day just like, <laughs> like the finickiness of like yes. going in and cutting your vocal yes. section. It was ridiculous. And then we'd, we'd somehow export it and play it in my dad's car to hear yeah. it in the speakers. Yeah, and then we'd like look at each other like, like fuck. Yeah, yeah, we play. <laughs> Oh my god! So, maybe we should release a mixtape. I kind of like. I think this. we should. Oh, I just, I don't. I think they might be lost. I think I went through a self-conscious period and probably deleted. Them I mean, off. you've got the connections, Laura. So you really <laughs> gotta like blow us up somehow. Oh, write us some intro music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compose for We've us. We've got new culture vulture intro music, and it's Laura's vocals and strings. <laughs> just and, a drum beat. <laughs> Oh, um, so anyway, this hasn't really been speed dating, but I guess people are actually getting quite a good insight into one, how we met, and two, what, I mean, Laura is actually much more chaotic than what you're hearing, I feel, but it's going to come. The chaos shall come. I think the chaos will come. As soon as, I'm still getting over the shock of seeing my original music played back to me, but once... Once I've calmed down oh. from that, the chaos will come. Um, but into some of the questions that we actually do have written down, because you will all know that we prepare really hard for these podcasts. Oh, absolutely. Really, really hard. Um, but the first proper question is that you've worked in the music music industry for quite for quite a while now, a hot minute. For a hot minute. Um, and obviously, this is a pop culture podcast. And you've said some beautiful things to Liv and I sort of across the years of knowing you. But what do you reckon is the biggest thing you've learnt about working with musicians? I think, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch and I feel like we'll probably get into it or I hope we'll get into it over the weeks. Mm. But like one thing I really delved into across my career is kind of the parallels between mental health and musicians and all the ways that that can affect musicians and the scrutiny that musicians can kind of come under. And I feel like, Almost, yeah, they come under so much scrutiny. Like, let's be real, even you've seen this week. Like, it's crazy. Mm. And I think I always think about my first week on the job when I was, like, 22. And I got asked if I could drive. And I was like, yeah, I can drive. Like, that's fine. And they're like, okay, cool, because we need you to, like, drive a boy band. And I was like, okay, um, that's cool. And they're like, cool, can you drive a 15-seater? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> this is actually my worst. Is, is it a limo? No, it's like a little, like a sprinter van. <laughs> oh. It could be. I mean, we're talking about famous musicians here. It was a hummerzine. <laughs> no. no, like that's the picture I have is you, cute blonde London Laura driving this fucking Hummer limo. Sorry, when yeah. I was 22, there's no fucking way in hell. Like, the, amount, the amount of vehicle stories we have on here. We were talking about this just before. Literally, it's been the common thread of like me crashing the car or like Lucy's bumper falling off or like something no. like that. If we had to do that, no, it's fucking hell. Like, my palms were sweaty. I don't think I slept a wink the night before because you're also like, I was a publicist, so I'm taking them to like radio interviews. So you're up early, you're doing breakfast interviews. And I just remember like driving this band around in the city. Try and like you're in the city that there's only parallel parks. Like I literally just wanted to die. No. I'm getting like heckled <laughs> by the band because I'm just like this little girl <laughs> trying to drive them. 
And then we're turning... I up. wish we could say the band. Oh, honestly. Everyone would love it, but we'll just leave you with that. No, no, Carol. no. And we're turning up to these offices and, like, you know, you're there as the publicist, so you're there to make everyone feel better. And so I'm walking in, like, pretending that I know these very adult journalists. It's my first week on the job. I'm like, how are you? How's this going? Like, people you see on TV all the time, and you're trying to make small talk with the band. And I, like, the whole time, I'm just, like, you know, one foot in front of the other, dying. And there's, that really is getting thrown into the deep end. It is. That oh, is. Honestly. Oh, but I remember, nightmare. like, I saw this clip afterwards that came out, and you can, like, if you squint, you can, like, see me in the corner, like, oh. arms folded behind them, you know, like, a watchful oh. eye. And I was like, if they knew that I just couldn't help if something went wrong, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm making you this how up. little I can do. <laughs> like... I am, oh. And I just the whole time was thinking, like, who on earth is letting me do this? I'm a literal child and I'm just getting, mm. you know, doing these things. And I think no matter what stage an artist is at in their career and their success and their level of fame or anything, I feel like they all still seem to have that feeling of, like, who is letting me do this? I'm just a kid, yep. even if they are older. And it, it's not to excuse bad behavior, but I do think that it would – it's made me be more empathetic a lot of the time because I'm like, I know yes. how I felt that day. And everyone I've met so far seems to feel like that. And they're just like, who's letting me do this? Who's letting me, yes. you know, live out this That's thing? That's how we feel. Totally. Even with, even with like getting on a podcast every week and being like, you could use this platform to like ruin your life or ruin someone else's life or like say whatever you want. You have to be so careful. But it's like, who, who lets us do this? Luckily, we take it seriously. But I, I think that's such a great finding about, like, working with musicians is, like, they, hot take, they're just like us. We put them on this pedestal. And I know, it's, like, it's, the most cliche take ever, but it's so, so true. And then sort of following on from that, and I have an idea of who it might be, but, again, because we're on um, pop culture podcast here, do you have um, a biggest celebrity crush? Doesn't have to be romantic. I want to know who you think it is. I think it's Dolly Alderton for you. Oh my god, that was on brand, but no. Okay. <laughs> who is it? That is on brand, though. Okay. Oh no. I think it's not worse, but I think this is very like on the cusp. I will do anything that Stanley Tucci tells me to do. Oh. <laughs> I love that, but it's really niche. And you should absolutely get him to cook for you. I will do, oh. like, literally, I was thinking about this today and I was like, first of all, I think I actually married Stanley Tucci Light. Like, Rupert actually yes. is. <laughs> Stanley Tucci Light. Oh, my that is God. His new that name is on the pod. Fucking iconic. I was thinking about it today and I was like, God, it's actually so sad that my celebrity crush, but honestly, if he tells me to cook anything, if he tells me to drink anything, like, he told every not... He didn't tell me, but he told, you know, the world where to go in Italy. And I was like, I'll plan my trip based on what you say. Like, he told me where to go to Italy. So she rung me up through a podcast. She works in an industry. It's not Stanley Tucci. He's not directly reaching out to Laura, but maybe over the course of Culture Vulture, that's our goal for you. Like, okay. getting oh you an God. interview. I understand that celebrity crush. Thank I think, you. like, after Easy A, after him just, like, being these really solid characters in yeah. a lot of movies, and you're the just least, sort of like, he's a yeah, companion you're just like, and I Devil want Wears you to Prada. look after me. Mm. Yeah. And did exactly. you see him giving Harry Styles the Brit? I saw him giving Harry Styles the Brit, and I also, like, rogue, but I went to a talk by him in the UK. <gasps> And oh. I got to... Um, and it deepened. It, 
it goes so deep. You and sound I, like you're about to cry. I'm not. I'm, I just can't believe I'm actually you, telling this story. Um, he, I went to a talk by him in the UK and we all got to like, not everyone, but you could ask him a question. And I was like, this is it. This is my moment to talk to Stanley Tucci. And like, everyone was asking these, you know, like, what's your favorite pizza topping? And like, Ugh. and so I was like, do you know what I'm going to come in with? I'm going to write my life story down. And I basically was like, well, you know, in the lockdown, me and my flatmate like loved your cocktail videos. And, you know, every night when you'd put one up, we'd make the cocktails and we'd like get drunk on Negronis and we really bonded over it. And actually, spoiler, he's here today and he's now my husband. And you're the reason we got married, which is not true. But he gave us a toast. Oh, oh my God. And- I got goosebumps and they're wasted. And here's my husband, Stanley Tucci Light. <laughs> And do you think he looks like you? Can we have a selfie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you got a toast from... Sorry, you've come in really hot with better celebrity stories than Liv and I. Even... Oh, ever will have. Ever, ever will have. have. Like, ever I'll have never have. come close. <laughs> oh, oh I love that. I know. I know. It's so niche, oh my gosh. but it's, it's the truth. Okay. Um, Laura, I've got a question for you. What is your... Or what was your favourite cultural moment from the past year? Any highlights? I feel like it would have been Love Island just because I was in it so deep with you and I feel like that was our origin story. But I think the one that Mm, really is front of my mind and I think it's because Mm. we were here for it was the whole when the Queen died, Harry, Meghan, Royals, everything that's followed it because it was just insane being in the country when it happened. Like I think being in New Zealand, you wake up and the whole, like, you know, the news is kind of, ready for you when you wake up people have processed it people have given a hot take people have written things on it mm. but like I was sitting at work and someone was like oh, I got a text from my friend at the BBC oh, like these the men are all wearing suits and like all this you know it's like in real time playing out and you're, they're like oh she's possibly yeah. died but you know it's not happened because of this and it was just crazy to actually be here and watch everything and like leave my office that day and all the bus stops, like, all the advertising on it had already flipped to, like, R.I.P. Her Majesty. Like, it was a masterclass in a marketing wow. campaign rolled out, wow. you know, in an instant. Like, it was crazy. It was just <laughs> insane. I'm obsessed. I love that we're going to be getting this perspective, mm. like a whole a perspective literally from the other side of the world. But so many of our audience live in the UK. So they'll be hearing you and being like, fuck yeah, that was huge for me too and it was real buzzy to watch yeah what was the tone like in England like when the queen did pass away this is the other thing I thought was interesting was like the disparity between New Zealand and the UK and like you know I everything paused here like everything paused Mm. it was like you know we didn't go into the office the next day like meetings were like I didn't know what meetings I should be going to but then my meetings with like people in the US were still on and they were like oh why is why is everyone upset but meetings in the UK were like why would you go to that meeting and it was just like trying to navigate what on earth culturally people were doing and obviously there's so many different opinions and so many things like it was just insane to live through here so I feel like that for me has really stuck because I wasn't really across anything royal prior to that, you know? It's so interesting. I can't wait. I honestly can't wait for, not for more people to die and things like that happen, oh but I can't God. wait for more takes <laughs> from you. Some bit of morbidness bit from of Lucy. Morbidness from me. Um, but I will say, this is a sign of a good interview, actually, and we only had a little bit of time not to break the fourth wall with all the listeners. But we have to save the rest of our questions for next time Laura's on the mic, which will be 
forever from now oh on. Oh, my God. Um, I hope that doesn't freak you out. Slightly. But, Laura, final question for today. Yes. Very quickly, what are you going to bring to Culture Vulture? What do you feel like is your niche? Mine? I mean, I feel... God, hope chaos probably and terror, pure terror from being here. Um, pro- probably a fluctuating accent as well because I'm not quite sure yes. if I'm Kiwi or UK at this point. Like it depends on who I talk to. Yep. So I feel like as this goes on, that will change every week. But I think in the same way that Siska and the Siska community is just there for like breaking down the news and making things that are not that easy to understand digestible, I feel like that is what I love to do with like mental health theories with things about relationship and make them applicable to your life. And so probably what this will bring is a lot of like pop culture stuff mixed in with mental health and music, but also I think probably just a shit ton of trickle down therapy and how to apply those principles to your life and why you should date the person who makes you cringe and why we desire to be the cool, chill, fun gal and your unbearable feelings and all of it. I hope. Oh, People are going to, honestly, people are going to be obsessed and we're just going to be healing many a nation, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Many a nation because we're just not going to go from just breaking down pop culture to healing the world. (laughs) So that's great. Live, live. And and Laura (laughs) got fixes society. Laura fixes society. No, I love that so much, Laura. I can't wait. I'm going to listen in every week. It's going to be my, like, Kiwi catch-up, I think. And we're going to get you to drop in voice notes every now and again when something chaotic. Yeah, absolutely. From my lounge where you'll be living forevermore. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even need to find flat. That's great. Laura, we will see you in two weeks to continue your journey on Culture Vulture. And we'll probably see you in the newsletter before then. People are going to want to just know everything about you, aren't they? Well, thanks for having me. Might might see you again soon. (laughs) Might see you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.